You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I am your host, Stephanie O'Day. Hi there, Slow Down Society, and welcome to episode number 71. Today, we're going to talk about self-loathing, which isn't a super fun topic to talk about because it's quite honestly the absolute opposite of self-loathing loving, which is what I'm all about and what kind of taking the time to map out your future and taking steps towards it in an itty bitty way is all about. And that's what slow living is all about. But self-loathing, it's coming up quite a bit in my coaching calls and it's coming up amongst some of my students in the Simple Shortcuts to Peace course. And so I want to just kind of break it down a little because if you find that you've got negative chatter that you can't quiet in your brain, and if you are making your New Year's resolutions and your future goals from a place of self-loathing instead of self-love, you're kind of setting yourself up to have a really icky time And chances are it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy that you are not meeting your goals and you are not meeting the expectations you have of yourself and, and fulfilling your New Year's resolutions, which just sort of perpetuates this shame cycle and feeling like you're not good enough or like you're always behind and you sort of self-flagellate and you have these loathing thoughts. And so we're going to talk about them today and we're going to find a way to shake it up and shake it off and find a way to maybe not immediately go from self-loathing to self-loving because that is one extreme to the other, but maybe we can kind of inch the needle towards the right direction and kind of wrap yourself up in a cozy blanket or a really well-worn robe and just feel my love coming through this microphone to you, into your ears, into your earbuds, into your car stereo, and just know that whatever thoughts you're having, how horrible, how mean, how nasty your thoughts might be, somebody else has already had those thoughts and they have found a way to break through and get to the other cycle the other side, (laughs) the other side, they've found a way to break the cycle and make their way through to the other side. So if you kind of find yourself drowning in this sea of self-misery and self-loathing, I want you to really know that one, you're not alone. And two, this is a fixable problem. If you can't shake it on your own, if you can't do it through the help from self-coaching or reaching out to a coach. If you can't um, find someone, reach out to me. But if you're really, really, really stuck and you just 
can't seem to kind of shift the car into drive and you're literally in neutral or going backwards, find a therapist, find a trained professional, reach out to your doctor because it's not a fun place to be and it's not something I want for you to feel like for a very long time. So the the human experience has highs and lows and valleys and gullies and mountains and, and all of these things. And it's normal to feel super excited and kind of frenzied and a little manic sometimes. And it's also completely normal to feel bummed and kind of icky. And maybe you even use the word depressed and you don't feel like getting out of bed and you really just have no get up and go. And that is normal. That is part of being a human. That is having many, 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 many thoughts that lead to feelings. And and sometimes the feelings are of inadequacy, of not being good enough, of feeling like a failure. And if you can't find a way to shake that by reaching out to a trusted friend, a coach, a loved one, your spouse, a minister, then really talk to your doctor. And, and get some help and get some therapy um, because it's, it's not a fun place to be and it's not something I want you to be in for very long. Here and there, fine. That's part of the human experience. But if you literally find that it's been over a week, 10 days, and you can't get up off the couch or get out of bed and, it, and, and you're not in the middle of a grief cycle because someone in your life just passed away or, or something like that, then, then definitely, definitely, definitely reach out for help. Okay. So self-loathing or self-hatred is extreme criticism of yourself. And it may feel inside your body that nothing you do is good enough or that you're unworthy or undeserving of good things in life. And self-loathing and self-hate can feel like there's a person, kind of, kind of the devil on your shoulder, following you around, nagging you all day, every day, criticizing you and pointing out every single flaw and mistake you make and making you feel just guilty and kind of stupid and, and just bad about yourself, just all around bad. And once in a while, to, to motivate yourself, you might say stuff like, okay, Steph, that's it. You're done. You've had enough Chinese food. You're done. You're not doing this anymore. Knock it off. So, so that's not self-loathing. That's just giving yourself a pep talk and that's fine. <laughs> and, 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 and when, when you're done kind of feeling cranky and you're in a better mood, chances are you can then make a plan and you can work towards your future goals in, in this calm, collected way. But if you're self-loathing, it doesn't matter what you do. It's always going to be wrong. And so, and so for instance, when, when we're talking about New Year's and we're talking about goals and we're talking about resolutions, if you're making these plans for yourself and they're coming from a place of self-loathing, it might be like, oh my God, you fat, horrible pig. I can't believe you ate so much over the holidays. So now you're going to go on a juice cleanse for the next six weeks and you can't eat anything except for green juice pumped full of celery and spirulina. 
And if you can't do this, you're just an idiot and you don't deserve to have the children you have and the spouse you have, and you might as well shrivel up and die. So that is what self-loathing sounds like. And that's what sometimes people do in order to make some sort of change or try to create some sort of change. But it never works in the long run because if things are coming from a place of self-loathing, the decisions you're going to make are so rash and so extreme that it would be insanely difficult for you to fulfill them. And so what happens when you don't fulfill them? You beat yourself up all over again. And that's not cool. And that's not how long-lasting change happens. So very typical kind of self-loathing thoughts or, or, or saying sometimes I've got a coworker who says it out loud and, and says things, Oh God, you're so stupid. Oh, come on. Then she'll say her name. Come on, stupid head. You know better than this. And, And she'll say it out loud while she's working. I had a, a friend of mine, uh, years ago and she left, um, notes around the house and called herself fatty and on the mirror, she left sticky notes and said uh, something like, today's a new day, try better, fatty, and, and, and just not nice and, and kind things. And I think if you think about kind of healing your inner child and you look back and, and, and what I would like you to try and do is talk to yourself as if you're talking to a small child, or someone you truly love unconditionally, and you're trying to help them, and you're trying to guide them. And if for some reason your your New Year's resolution is to eat a little healthier and drink a little bit more water, those things come from a place of loving yourself and loving your body so much. You want to do the right thing for your body. And so you're going to do it out of love, not out of punishment. So self-hatred does develop over time. If, if you're lucky enough to have little kids in your life and, and toddlers and preschoolers, they just keep trying and they do not beat themselves up. It's the same way if somebody's learning how to walk or somebody's learning how to ride a bike and they fall down, nobody is going to call them stupid or an idiot for doing it. Instead, you're going to use the words of, you're so close. You're almost there. You've got it. Go. Come on. I'm on your side. Let me help you. You're going to use those terms. And so that is definitely a really good exercise to do when you find yourself in this kind of shame spiral and this is kind of funkety funk sort of sentiment of self-loathing is to stop and to take a deep breath. And if you need to do it, write down all of those thoughts and then 
change them, draw a line. Sorry, Sheldon is <laughs> Sheldon is whining right next to me because <laughs> he would like some unconditional love right now. He really wants me to get off the computer and take him for a walk. You're fine. You're fine, baby boy. Oh my goodness. Where was I? Okay. So if you're, if you're, so one really good exercise to do that I do with my coaching clients is if you're having a hard time with this kind of self-loathing, self-shame spiral is to take a piece of paper, portrait wise, and fold it in half long ways. So it's as if you're like starting to make a paper airplane and you fold the paper in half. And so now you have this line down the middle. And so on the left side, you can write down, you can just do a brain dump, a brain default of all of the icky thoughts that you have. And then draw a line with an arrow and then shift them. Shift them to something positive. Shift them to something helpful, something useful, something inspirational, something you would tell a young child who is having a hard time or have a day. Another thing you can do is um, you can feel all the feels, but only act on the facts. So another way to do it is to brain dump and just write down as fast as you can all of the things that are happening in your head and then only circle the actual facts because facts and, and feelings are not the same thing. Sometimes feelings can really feel like facts but they are absolutely not the same. And so I want you to feel, feel them, feel all of your feelings, but only act on the facts. I want you to try really hard when you're thinking of the mistakes you've made to show some self-compassion for yourself and treat yourself as someone who's only been on this planet for 30 years, for 40 years, for 50 years. You are not dead yet. There is plenty of time to learn new things. And learning to love yourself deeply, unconditionally, is absolutely a learned skill and something you can do. A lot of times, self-loathing masquerades as perfectionism or vice versa. So it would be kind of like... If you make any sort of mistake anywhere, you're ripping up your coloring page instead of just dealing with it. You went out of the lines. Who cares? Move on. You can also use the image of an Etch-a-Sketch. You're drawing out your life and all of a sudden you've made a wrong turn with that Etch-a-Sketch and there's this weird wonky line. And instead of just course correcting and figuring it out, you shake it up and you have completely erased all of the things, and you have to start over. And I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to do that. Remember, we've talked before that life is not like shoots and ladders. If you pause, you're not sliding downhill. You're just paying attention. Life is also not like Jenga. It's okay. Pull out blocks. Make mistakes. You're not going to shatter anything. It, it's just, it is what it is. And, and I truly believe that each and every day, is a new chance, a new opportunity to try again. And it's absolutely okay to make mistakes. If you have a history of self-loathing and self-flagellation, you're going to have a really hard time daydreaming about the future and setting goals for yourself because you believe 
you have racked up a whole bunch of evidence pointing in the direction that that says to you, and probably you only, that you can't do it, that it's it's not worth even trying because you're just going to make a mistake anyway. It, it What's the point? You always fail. Those are the type of things that will come up and it will keep you in neutral. It will keep you spinning your wheels. You will not take teeny tiny baby action steps forward if you do not believe that you can somehow, someday, in some way, achieve the goal you're working towards. Okay, so let's think about it. Let's sort of talk about some ways to, in really practical steps, sort of stop this cycle of self-loathing. We talked about doing some brain dumping and, and writing down some thoughts you have and shifting them into thoughts that serve you. And we also talked about brain dumping in a fact versus feeling way. So you write down all of the feels, all of the thoughts, all of the ickiness, but you're only circling. You're only taking action on the facts. Um, you may need to step away from some key players key people in your life, maybe some coworkers, some acquaintances. If you are with a group of people that kind of prides themselves on being real and telling it how it is and, and constant sarcasm, and it, it bleeds into cattiness and gossip, those are the type of people that are constantly looking for fault in others. And, and there's this old saying that when you point a finger at someone else, there's three pointed back in you. And that's because, I don't know, maybe it's four because you're using your thumb. But if you're pointing your index finger and you're making a fist, those other fingers are pointed back at you. So really be aware and choose your acquaintances carefully and choose your words carefully. If you find that that one of your your sort of hobbies and pastimes is to make fun of people in real life or online or on TV, whatever it is. If you're trying your hardest to look for flaws in other people, all you're doing is creating this dynamic where any flaw or mistake that happens in your own life, you're quick to criticize and you're quick to judge. So just stop it. Cut everybody some slack. Take a deep breath and, and just believe deep down inside that we're all humans, humaning along to the best we can, and we're trying our hardest to be good human role models to the children in our lives, to the next generation in our lives. And, and we need to do the best we can in any given situation. And tearing others down will never, ever, ever help you get to where you want to go. The world is abundant. There's plenty of toys for everywhere, everyone. So you don't need to tear anyone else down or take away from anyone else in order to make yourself look good or in order to try and make yourself feel good in some way. Okay. I hope this was helpful. Um, as always, reach out to me. 
I am here and I, I'm happy to help. This is what I do. I do it really well. I would love to work with you. If you want to work with me one-on-one, email me, steph at stephanieoday.com. The Simple Shortcuts to Peace course is in full swing, but we are happy to have you at any time. So do not ever feel like you are behind because the monthly Zoom calls just keep going on and on and on. And anyone who signs up immediately gets two free coaching calls with me that you can redeem at any time. You get all of the worksheets, you get all the downloadables, you get all of the videos. The monthly Zoom calls are the first Saturday of the month, and we would love to have you. Um, You are hearing this now in mid-February, and the coupon code is MASSIVEFEBRUARY, all one word, and that will immediately take a huge discount off. So we're sneaking the pricing back up to the full price of $550. And that $550 is still quite a bargain. Um, There are coaching courses that have nowhere near as much substance and bang for your buck as this one. And this is designed to teach you how to self-coach yourself. I don't want you to feel dependent on me. This, This is not something that you need help with nonstop forever and ever and ever. Once you have the tools in place and you learn how your thoughts work and your emotions work and your feelings work and how to channel that into taking positive action, you really are, are done and, and, and you know the framework. And that's what Simple Shortcuts to Peace is designed to do, is to give you the framework so you can do this all on your own. And yes, I'm here to help. And yes, there are grouply, grouply, monthly group calls that you can meet other like-minded people and talk to them and chat with them as you kind of bounce through this life being a human. All right, Slow Down Society, I think you're absolutely wonderful. Consider yourself loved and hugged. The next time I am with you, I'm going to start a series of interviews with real people, real podcast listeners, and people on my email list who are giving their own slowdown story. And so I'm going to start next week with Christy, and I'm excited to share that with you. And I think you will really find it beneficial. And as I, as the auto recording goes at the end of every single one of these podcast episodes. If you have your own slow living story to share, email me, leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you and whatever your story is, I'm sure it would be useful and beneficial to anyone else who's listening along at home. Consider yourself loved and hugged and have a great day. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.